If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't have to dip forever. You know that rhymes. You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. That's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. It's nicotine-free. It's even sugar-free. And I highly recommend, just a personal choice, I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Joe Biden is, well, it looks like we got him now. Also... A.G. Barr is resigning just in time for Christmas, so at least we have that. And finally, a prank and a good one. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. It's Christmas! I mean, not really. We're 10 days away from Christmas, but we do have an early Christmas present, and that early Christmas present is that Bill Barr is resigning. 
And I understand half of you are all, oh, man, that sucks. I'm going to miss Bill Barr. And the other half are thinking, woohoo, let's go. I'm so happy. First of all, let's explain what Bill Barr is resigning means. Almost un undoubtedly, that means Donald Trump wanted Bill Barr gone. That's what that means. Yes, I realize they had a private meeting in the White House. And you know how these things work if you don't let me clue you in. When high-ranking people get together in the White House and one works for the other person, they decide, well, this happens all over society, they decide just how you want to be fired, just how you deserve to be fired, and that is determined based on just how mad the boss is, is with you at the time. Bill Barr walks in there and Donald Trump's hair is on fire. Trump's probably going to say, you're fired, and then head right to Twitter right off the bat and just flamethrow him right off the bat. Apparently he wasn't that mad. He allowed Bill Barr to resign instead. And I have seen opinions running all over the place for the last 24 hours about Bill Barr. So many on our side love him. So many on our side hate him. I just simply have this to say. What did he do? I, don't give me return to norms or anything like that. We're way, way past that now. Remember, we are the guerrilla fighters in this culture war, and we're losing badly. What did Bill Barr do? When we talk about things like the Hunter Biden investigation that he chose, he made that choice to keep secret until after the election. What did he do? You, you, maybe, you're maybe you're saying right now, well, Jesse, he's supposed to keep that quiet. That's the right thing to do. Okay, all right. Let me ask you something. Would Eric Holder have kept that quiet under Barack Obama, if the Republican candidate's son was under investigation, would that have been kept quiet or would that have been immediately mass emailed out to every single news outlet in the country? You know the answer. To which you're almost undoubtedly responding, with Jesse, we, uh, we don't want to be like them. You had better start getting real comfortable doing things you're uncomfortable with or we're going to lose this country. In a perfect world, in the world I want to live in and you want to live in, yes, the Attorney General always does the right thing, keeps it quiet until after the election, and then we move on. That's what we do in a perfect world. That's what I want, too. I want the same thing you want. However, if they're going to constantly use their power, and we are never going to use our power when we have it, let me tell you how this story ends. It ends with you and I being servants. Do you want to live in a culture entirely controlled by leftists? Do you want to live in a socialist society? Do you want to be poor? Do you want your grandkids to be poor? Because that's at stake here. That's what's at stake here. These are not small things we talk about. There's a reason you love politics and I love politics. The stakes are high. The stakes are really high. Yes, you probably have a million other interests in your life, and I hope you do. Don't live and die for this like the leftists do. That's unhealthy. But staying interested in this is important. This is very, very important. It's going to determine what we have in the future. So if they're not going to play by the rules, we had also better not play by the rules when we get a chance. If we're going to constantly do the right thing, then we're already finished. Do you remember Lois Lerner? Do you even remember that name? That is the lady Barack Obama put as the head of the IRS. And do you remember the first thing she did when she got into office? She used that position to crush the enemies of the President of the United States of America. That's what Democrats do. As I've told you a thousand times before, Democrats, it doesn't even enter their head 
to take power and not use it against their opponents. That's the whole reason you take power, in their minds. If we're going to always take power and immediately, like Jeff Sessions did, well, I should recuse myself. I have to do the right thing. Was that the right thing? You bet it was. Was it the dumbest thing you've ever seen in your life? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We did the right thing. And you know what they did when we did the right thing? They spent two years kneecapping the president of the United States of America with a bogus Russian collusion investigation because we did the right thing. Let me ask you something else. You want to get real uncomfortable here? Barr's walking out the door. Joe Biden's almost undoubtedly now about to walk into the office of the presidency. Let me ask you something. Joe Biden's about to appoint his own AG, his own head of the DOJ. Hunter Biden still is under investigation. Durham, the report's out now, Durham's still doing his investigation into Obama and every, every, everything else that happened during that disastrous campaign. So again, let me ask you this. Do you think Joe Biden's AG is going to recuse himself from any of that? Do you think he's going to do the right thing? Or do you think he's going to step in there and in about five seconds use his political power to help his friends and crush his enemies? Don't think about it too long. At least I hope you don't have to think about it too long. I don't want to live in a country where each side uses its own power against the other as soon as they take it. I don't want that either. I'm not saying I do. That's the last thing in the world I want. I want the rule of law and things like that. However, We can't be the only side seeking out the right thing or it's already over. And understand what that means. You talk about right and wrong, and we should. You talk about lawful and unlawful, and we should talk about these things. You know who's going to determine that in the future? Whoever makes the laws, whoever enforces the laws. That's who's going to determine these things. We had better start winning while we can win, or we're already done. We're already done. And I realize that makes people uncomfortable. I know I finish every single first segment like that. I may make you uncomfortable. So we're not ending here. Hang on. Don't worry about that. But I realize that may make you uncomfortable. In fact, I'll tell you this. To be totally frank, I hope that makes you uncomfortable. I don't want everyone to hear, use your power against the enemy and think, oh, yeah, let's go get them. I, I want us to be good to be grounded in good, to have a conscience. At least you should have a conscience. Mine's long gone. But you got to do things that make you uncomfortable to win sometimes. And rest assured, winning is really, really, really important when we're talking about the future of the United States of America. Really important. Now, Trump's announcement of A.G. Barr, quote, Just had a very nice meeting with Attorney General Bill Barr at the White House. Our relationship has been a very good one. He has done an outstanding job. As per letter, Bill will be leaving just before Christmas to spend the holidays with his family. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like he wouldn't have got vacation. Anyway, to spend the holidays with his family. Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen, an outstanding person, will become acting Attorney General. Highly respected Richard Donahue will be taking over the duties of Deputy Attorney General. Thank you all. Okay. It's the same political letter we've read a thousand times. And I do get a good snicker out of leaving before Christmas to spend time with family. Like he was going to be in the salt mines if he didn't retire before Christmas time. They're government employees. That's all they do is take vacation. Barr had this to say. I'm greatly honored that you called on me to serve your administration and the American people once again as attorney general. 
I am proud to have played a role in the many successes and unprecedented achievements you've delivered for the American people. Your record is all the more historic because you accomplished it in the face of relentless, implacable resistance. It certainly was implacable resistance. Now, now that I've offended everybody for the first half of this, let me offend two more sets before we wrap this first segment up here. One, Trump tweeted something about the Cleveland Indians changing their name. Quote, what is going on? This is not good news, even for Indians. Cancel culture at work. Pay attention here because your kids learn this in school. We have a white guilt society now, and we have a white guilt history being taught to each and every American. In fact, most of the West, but only you and I can worry about Americans. I know. Every day on my radio show, The Jesse Kelly Show, every single day I open up with the history segment. And so I consume hours of history every day. I see it every day, the way it's presented. And it's not as if it's, it's malicious half the time. You can tell that's just what this person's been taught. People are taught out there that uh, the white Europeans have oppressed indigenous peoples and the white Europeans are evil and all the indigenous peoples are saints and that's just the way history has to be and we have to right all these wrongs. Here's some brutal truth for you. You ready for this? Go ahead, be offended, I don't care. The history of the world, of the world, is more advanced technologically people dominating less advanced people. It doesn't matter about religion, doesn't matter about skin color, it doesn't, none of that matters. This happened to white tribes, black people, Indians, all over the world. This is what happens. And it's what's going to happen again in the future because things don't actually change. It's not a white thing versus Indian thing, white versus black. It has nothing to do with that. People who were tribal peoples all over the world, Europe, Africa, Amer North America, South America, Australia, you name it, tribal peoples get dominated by more advanced societies. That is the history of the world. America isn't uniquely evil. It's not uniquely anything. Not when it comes to that kind of stuff. In fact, we try to do it as gently as possible. Did we screw up and kill a bunch of people? And did we make a bunch of mistakes? You bet we did. But this history that we teach to our kids and your kids in schools from early on until college that America sucks and America's evil and America's oppressive, it's not only terrible, we've educated generations now. Generations we've taught them that America sucks. And we had better start fixing this. You remember those Black Lives Matter rallies when it seemed like half the country was coming out talking about how much America sucks? Don't discount that. People think this country sucks now. They've been taught it since they're very, very young. And you had better monitor very closely what your kids are taught in school. It's pushed by corporations. It's pushed by the United States military. It's pushed by the bureaucracy. They teach it in the FBI. It's everywhere. This crap. Give me a break. Finally, there was a video that came out, and I have something brief to say about that because I want to make sure I completely offend everyone in the country before this segment's over. There was a man following a woman around, uh, yelling at her about wearing a mask. Watch this briefly. It's not about the mask. Watch this briefly. We had to do some editing on it. And I have something y'all need to hear. Get away Put from your me. mask on. I'm sorry. You can walk away from me right now, sir. Put your mask on. Get away from me, Put it please. on. Does it bother anybody else that she doesn't have to wear a mask that we all do? Just go away. Stay six feet away from me then. No. Get away from me. No. Do you need me to call security? Yeah. Get please on. get away I'm from me right now. No. You don't know why. You don't need to come near me. She has it on her damn hand. Get away from me. 
Walk away from me, sir. Please get away from me. This is not about mask or no mask. It's not even about that idiot in that video or that lady in that video. This is about our society and how we have completely ruined men in this country with our pathetic anti-bullying programs. What do I mean by that? I mean, we teach little Timmy all over the place now that if you're getting confronted by a bully, make sure you go tell the teacher first and then you write him a sternly worded letter and then tell the principal and you guys will go through an anti-bullying program together. Instead, you know what's most helpful? both to little Timmy and the bully, is if little Timmy balls up his fists and smashes it into the bully's face. Men in this country, men like that, you know what I see when I see a man like that walking around yelling at a woman? Just walking around yelling at a woman. I see a man who's never had to pick his teeth up off the floor before. That's what I see. I see a man who doesn't realize what happens if her husband or boyfriend comes around the corner and he's busy yelling at her. This is a man who does not have a proper respect of what can happen, and it has ruined this country. Keep your mouth shut and mind your own business, or you're going to run into somebody who will do it for you. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, I know your anxiety is probably through the roof anymore if that's something you struggle with. I know joint pain is probably something getting to you if that's something you struggle with, especially during the winter months. I'll be honest, not that I want to sound old here. Now that it's getting a little bit colder outside, my right shoulder drives me nuts. There are a bunch of different ways you can choose to handle this. Natural medicines and holistic healing approaches, they're known to alleviate these things, and that's why I choose CBD. And I know it's hard to figure out which CBD to choose from. How do you choose? Well. Doctors trusted CBD. They researched the entire industry. They made sure they teamed up with B-Best Organics, which brings you CBD that's tested every batch. Go to doctorstrustedcbd.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 5% off and a free lip balm through the holidays. We'll be back. The Electoral College made it official yesterday. Joe Biden is now officially the president-elect. You can argue to your blue in the face that the courts are going to end up overturning it or something like that. That's not looking very likely at all. Maybe you're right. Lord willing, you are right. I don't know, but that does not look very likely at all. It looks like, looks like we're going to have to start making our way into the acceptance phase here. And part of that acceptance is going to be laughing whenever we get a chance. And the truth is, credit where it's due, my buddy Steve Dace, he called Joe Biden the life alert presidency. He said his presidency is going to be the life alert presidency. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious, one, and two, so true. It, it, it's still, I still have a hard time wrapping my mind around this. I'm going to ask Julie Kelly about this later on in the show here in about 10 minutes. We elected somebody who we know can't function. We elected somebody as president of the United States of America who can't physically or mentally handle the job. And therefore, even things like yesterday, I'll play it for you in a second. We, we had this supercut of all the coughing and clearing of his throat when he's trying to give a speech. Something like that might be totally innocuous. People get colds. People get coughs. I mean, maybe, maybe his sinuses were acting up. I've had coughs before. I mean, it happens. 
But now, every time something like that happens, we're all going to be watching. Joe Biden broke his foot. Joe Biden's coughing. Every time a, a mysterious mark appears on Joe Biden, we're going to say, I knew it. This is it. Any minute now. Because we elect a man president who's too old. He can't do it. Here's the speech. We're a great nation. We're good people. We may come from different places, hold different beliefs, but we share in common a love for this country, a belief in its limitless possibilities. For we, the United States of America, has always set the example for the world for a peaceful transition of power. <clears throat> we'll do so again. Um, what unites us is not a love for this country. I realize you're supposed to be really nice about this now. You're supposed to be very kind. And well, I mean, I'm sure de people, the Democratic Party had to be shamed to have American flags up at their own convention. The Democratic Party is now, it's not un-American. It is anti-American. They get up at their own conventions and they talk about how much America sucks and how America has oppressed these people and these people were oppressed and these people suck and these people suck. You remember the Democratic debates, right? They had 95 socialists up there on the stage. What? Tell me about the time you heard a single person in all those debates, all that time. Tell me one time you heard somebody in the Democratic stage talk about the greatness of America or something, anything good about this country. Let's stop pretending like we have the common value of loving America. No, we don't. No, we don't at all. And I don't, I don't feel this need to pretend like we do. No, we don't. Are there absolute old-school, blue-collar Democrats out there that love America? You bet there are. I have some in my family, of course. This modern Democratic Party, don't tell me they love America. Don't tell me that. I'm not forced to say that just because it makes all of us feel better. Get serious. Biden said it's time to move on. Four years ago, when I was a sitting vice president of the United States, it was my responsibility to announce the tally of the Electoral College votes in the joint session of Congress that voted to elect Donald Trump. I did my job. And I'm pleased, but not surprised, by the number of my former Republican colleagues in the Senate who have acknowledged already the results of the Electoral College. I thank them, and I'm convinced we can work together for the good of the nation on many subjects. That's the duty owed to the people, to our Constitution, to our history. You know, in this battle <clears throat> for the soul of America, democracy prevailed. We, the people, voted. <clears throat> Faith in our institutions held. The integrity of our elections remains intact. And now it's time to turn the page, as we've done throughout our history, to unite, <clears throat> to heal, the integrity of our elections remains intact. I'm going to show you a little video here in just one second of, of Joe Biden being asked about Hunter Biden's legal troubles. What do you think about our election integrity when the president of the United States of America, the now, well, I should say president-elect of the United States of America, then he was the Democratic nominee to be president of the United States of America. His son is implicated in major, major, major crimes and the entire American media unites to decide they're not going to report on it before the election. Was that a free and fair election? Did that, did that mean we have election integrity? The American media censoring on behalf of the Democratic candidate so it doesn't hurt them? 
Do we have election integrity? Here's what Joe Biden had to say about it when he was asked. So thank you all. May God bless you. And may God protect our troops and all those who stand watch over our democracy. Thank you. Thanks for the, con the congratulations. Appreciate it. Thank you. Still hasn't answered. Still won't answer. It's amazing what you get away with when you're a Democrat in this country. All right. Home title lock. Let's talk about home title theft for just a brief moment here. I didn't even know what it was until I opened up an email one day and saw my home title staring at me in the face with my signature on it, my wife's signature on it. I, wait, I didn't, I didn't take out another mortgage. I didn't sell my home. What is this? You know how long it took them to hack in and get my home title? Less than 10 minutes. That's the thing. It's not just that the crime's so devastating. It's so easy. Unless you have home title lock, you have no defense against home title theft. And if they get you, they will financially ruin you. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 days of free protection. But please, go today and sign up. You do not want to experience this. We'll be back. Joining me now, this is a treat for me, author and columnist with American Greatness, Julie Kelly. Julie, unless I'm mistaken, it looks like we're now stuck with Joe, at least for two months until they run him out of the White House for Kamala, unless I'm missing something. Am I missing something at this point? Um, that's what the story is today, apparently, although his performance last night was not very convincing, I have to say. Uh, he barely made it through his speech. And poor Dr. Jill Biden had to kind of help him off the stage. So that looks like the plan for now, Jesse. Okay. All right. Do we know, what do we know about the people Joe Biden is surrounding himself with? Not that I'm saying Joe can't make any decisions for himself, but exactly how radical is this administration looking? Is it a bunch of down the middle of the road Democrats? Is it Barack Obama's idiot academic cronies? What is it? It looks like a lot of Obama administration retreads to the extent that um, they're still around and still involved. Unfortunately, you see a lot of coup plotters, uh, FISA-gate conspirators who are getting their due reward since they're not in prison. Uh, they are now going to be part of the Joe Biden Kamala Harris administration. I haven't oh, seen good. many picks that are too alarming yet, um, although I'm not encouraged by his coronavirus task force or his CDC director, who claimed last week that America is coding under the uh, coronavirus pandemic. So it's just, you can see they're kind of cobbling this together. It still feels surreal though, doesn't it, Jesse? It, it doesn't feel like this is real, that uh, we're either going backwards to 2009 or that we're really going forward with uh, pretend Joe Biden with Kamala Harris, uh, you know, chopping, licking her chops and the off stage left. Which would not be the first time for her, but look, you're right. It doesn't seem real. And I'm trying to understand, Julie, I'm so glad you brought this up. Why doesn't it seem real? Is it because 
he's so bad. I was actually thinking about the same thing this morning. It doesn't seem real. It doesn't seem like he's about to come in. Is it because he's just, it's, it's unreal that that person was able to unseat a sitting president? Is that what it is? I think that that's part of it. Um, I just think his disconnect with people, and obviously they're continuing to use COVID as an excuse to keep him away from people. I mean, he has no real connection with the American people. Uh, we know that there was rampant voter fraud, this idea that he won more votes than any candidate ever in the history of, of the United States is ridiculous. So, I, But I do think that speaks to the fact that you don't see this overwhelming surge and in, in excitement uh, to have Joe Biden as the president. You certainly see people who are excited to have Donald Trump out of the White House. But in terms of his, his being a legitimate replacement, no, I think that's why it, it is a touch surreal. And I'll be honest, Jesse, I am anxious to see what kind of inauguration day they're going to be planning for Joe Biden. It's hard to see him surviving through a 12-hour day of pomp and circumstance. Um, so that, too, will just be another way that this is not normal. Julie, I, I actually have this theory about Inauguration Day. It's the same theory I have about a lot of things. Obviously, you're, you would have to be Stevie Wonder to not see the condition of Joe Biden at this point. In fact, after last night's coughing press conference, even Stevie would be able to tell that something is not right at this point in time. I think they're going to use coronavirus for the duration of Joe Biden's one year as president to shield him constantly from doing things like a 12-hour inauguration. And they'll always sell it as, well, this is the safe thing to do. We can't have a crowd. We can't have Joe. It would be wrong for Joe to go out there for 12 hours. That is exactly right. And I think that's why you see his 100-day mask mandate, which, of course, is not rooted in science. Well, none of the mask mandates really are. But I think it's part of his continuing to promulgate this scam um, that will keep him under wraps, uh, that will stop the press from asking any legitimate questions about his health or his well-being or his energy level. He won't be meeting with Congress members like we've seen other past presidents do. Um, you know, there won't be big speeches. There won't be, you know, hourly 100-day executive orders. I mean, certainly someone will be signing them. We don't know if it will be Joe Biden. Um, but you're right. I think that they are going to continue to promote this for at least 100 days. Um, and so, and of course, it's going to be cover for all kinds of other executive orders that they're planning. Um, so, yeah, this is not going away. And Jesse, you know, you and I have been in on this since the very beginning. We were a few of a handful of people who saw what this was from the beginning. We are now in month nine, I think, of the 15 days to flatten the curve. Um, and now we're hearing, even with the vaccine, our experts are telling us, we are still going to be forced to wear masks. Things will not go back to normal. Um, I, I hope that people are starting to wake up and see what this is about, which is about power and control and money, certainly not a public health crisis. It is so funny you brought up the vaccine, too, because I had said yesterday, I wonder I wonder how long until after we take the vaccine, they're going to announce there's a new strain where we need another one. And you responded right away and said they already did it. And you were right. They've already announced what a new one in the U.K. Politicians never give back power. Why do people think they're going to give back power now? Either we take it or they're going to have it forever. That's exactly right. Um, there is a new strain already. We saw this was going to be coming. There are certainly legitimate concerns, too, I think, about the vaccine and now some side effects that are coming out. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I've always been pro-vaccination. Um, but when you see a lot of the games that were played, especially by Pfizer, 
I, I think that it should give some people pause. And now that it takes two doses, you have to have it within 30 days or something. It, one, I think Moderna only lasts three months. Now we're being told we can't travel. You're exactly right. These politicians, and let's be fair, both sides of the aisle, there's not a lot of difference between Ohio's Mike DeWine and Andrew Cuomo. I mean, they've shut down schools, businesses. They have no science to back it up. So you're right, they're not going to be giving it up anytime soon. This is what gratifies them, is control over people. What's the end game with it? I hate to, I, I try to avoid being conspiracy theorist guy as much as humanly possible, but it seems like such a nationally suicidal game. I mean, no matter what, whether you're on the left or the right, it seems like it's something that could honestly crumble us, at least the financial system, which, which affects the entire world. What's their game? How can they not see that? I'm an idiot and I can see it. Well, you're not because you're we're far ahead of the curve on most people on this. But look, you've pointed this out a lot on Twitter. This is people's decision to submit to these power grabs. And it is encouraging to see at least the restaurant industry fight back, especially in light of the fact there's no science to back up that restaurants and bars are uh, super spreaders at all. And in fact, a lot of the data puts them at you know around 2%, if that. Um, so it is important for people business owners, restaurant owners to start getting together, filing more lawsuits. We see some success in um, the Supreme Court and federal courts about uh, religious gatherings. And so is, it is an incumbent on people to start to, to fight back. I'm encouraged by seeing restaurants stay open. I'm in suburban uh, Chicago. And you could see restaurants are staying open. People are going. They're defying a, a lot of the uh, orders here. And so that's really what it's gonna take. It also takes states like Florida, where a man like Ron DeSantis is now vilified by the press, while someone like Andrew Cuomo, who's a clown and a fraud and a killer, um, you know, is time man of the year. So as that data starts to unfold and people see the difference between what's happening in so-called free states versus the lockdown states, slowly people have to separate themselves from what they thought about this. Uh, and I think with good intention, some of them for in the beginning. Julie, what are we supposed to think about AG Barr? Like everybody knows I, I've been pretty open about it. I don't know what he's done. I don't know why I'm supposed to be a fan, but half the right loves him, half the right hates him. What's the Julie Kelly take on it? Um, probably somewhere in the middle. I would say very disappointed. Look, Jesse, it's uh, a travesty of justice that we are now sitting here December 15th of 2020. We have one minor charge against the FISA gate, uh, Russiagate uh, coup plotters. Uh, you know, you have Jim Comey out with another book. You have people like Sally Yates being considered for attorney general. Uh, we still don't know now, think about this, almost four years later, who illegally leaked the phone call between Mike Flynn and Sergey Kislyak to the Washington Post. That story is almost four years old. We still don't know who illegally leaked that. So to that extent, you can only look at that part of Bill Barr's tenure as a failure. And that is a huge one. Also, the fact that he appointed the special counsel in October of 2020, no one knew that before the election. They kept the Hunter Biden investigation concealed from the public and from lawmakers and obviously the president. Um, those were game changing investigations. And I'm just really perplexed as to why Bill Barr uh, was not honest with the American people, uh, especially as impeachment was going on. And certainly when he said in September, that even if John Durham had charges to bring, he would not authorize that or allow it because it would interfere with the election. 
that's unforgivable in my book, and I'm sure yours too. Yes, ma'am. Julie Kelly, you're the best. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jesse. We'll be back, but first, we have to have a little chat. You and I talk constantly about the culture war, right? We're always talking about the culture war. What, what, do, what do we do about the culture war? One of the ways we have to fight it is supporting the right kinds of businesses. And this gets difficult because, well, what should you do with your money? You're not made of money. I'm not made of money. There's only so much of it to go around. What, what, what about? Let me make it easy for you. You can still buy the things you want. Do the things you want hotels, shopping, telehealth, all these things. You can still do these things you want while making sure your dollars are going to the right place. For $19 a year, you heard me right, $19 a year, you can join Mammoth Nation. What that does is you save money, huge discounts on all kinds of things, more things than I can list for you here, while also making sure you're funding the people running for office, the kind of people you want to run for office. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse and sign up. 19 bucks a year. It's a great way to push back against the culture war and get the people elected you and I want elected. We'll be back. Joining me now, former congressman from Virginia and current dean of business, Liberty University, Dave Brad, Dave, you're exactly who I want to talk to you today because I'm struggling with a, a right and wrong moral question. So give me a minute here. I'm going to filibuster a little long. You know I don't like to do that. We have Bill Barr. Bill Barr's made the decision, or he did make the decision, he was going to keep the Hunter Biden investigation quiet until after the election. Okay, you can argue all day long that's the right thing to do. It probably is the right thing to do. I argue this, if they would never have done something like that, and Eric Holder would never, and Joe Biden's AG is going to drop the Durham investigation like a hot potato and everybody knows it, we can't be the only ones that play by the rules or we're going to get dominated and then we live in a crappy society anyway. To give me right and wrong, Congressman, I need help here. You know, I, I think you're right. I think Barr probably followed, you know, he dotted every I and followed every rule at that uh, DOJ. Uh, but, you know, he, he's a man of great courage. He gave that Catholic speech a couple months ago at Notre Dame, which was something else. It was impressive. And I think he's smart enough and clever enough that uh, I, I still think he's got a little explaining to do. And I wish he would. Uh, so the American people understand that the ethical dilemma you just explained. Uh, when Hillary uh, bleach bits her computer and displays evidence and they have a $2 billion foundation and end up being the uh, beginning of the file used against President Trump and the head of the FBI and the head of the CIA are proven to be corrupt uh, and we're acting like Cub Scouts. Yeah, there's a disconnect and it, I think it's the moral responsibility of a person like Barr to explain this disconnect and uh, at least convince us that uh, things are in process that he cannot talk about that will bring justice to bear finally because it never comes to bear and the American people are, are just fried now. And it, it, it's gonna get scary. The, uh, I mean, you, we've talked uh, already, First Amendment rights are being denied right now in freedom of speech in the media and on and on. So it, it's a serious day and he, he owes the American people an explanation. 
It does owe the American people an explanation, and I'm glad you brought up the, the all the Comey stuff and the Brennan stuff and this garbage. I, I waver back and forth. I can't tell if the American people are disheartened and deflated or angry beyond belief. They, they just, I, one thing I do know, they don't have much faith in the rule of law anymore. They think the law is for the have-nots and not for the haves. And how do you look at them and say that they're wrong at this point, Congressman? Nobody in the, in the system, nobody in the club ever goes to jail. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, the American people are going to do some deeper reflection coming up, too. And in our Christian tradition here, uh, we, we've set up a great society. The post-World War II society was miraculous in many respects, uh, built by the Judeo-Christian uh, principles and values and ideas in the Constitution. Uh, but the uh, Christian uh, component has become complacent and weak. And uh, the God of that tradition is also the God of the Exodus and the God who takes on kings and the God who speaks through the prophets uh, and the God who ushers down from the mountain law uh, in addition to the grace uh, of Christ at Christmas. And so uh, I think we got to get serious again, right? I mean, uh, we need to get our basic Western civ principles and values down and it does involve uh, the law and the prophets and ethics, uh, and not just grace, because grace without uh, the law is, is just flimsy and gets sentimental. And so uh, the American people are are starting to chew on all of that, and we'll get it right, but uh, we better before it's too late. Are they starting to chew on all that? Because that sounds like something that Dave Ratt would chew on. Maybe me, if I had a brief moment of clarity, would chew on. I, I think people in general yeah. are unhappy, but maybe no, yeah. don't totally understand why they're unhappy or what they're yeah. unhappy with. Wouldn't that be more fair? You know, I think that's right. Uh, in, the, in this short-run piece right here, uh, I think you laid it out right. They're perplexed, confused, very few people, right? Then people found out, and the polling made this clear, about the uh, the Biden son uh, laptop. And after they were informed of that, enough votes uh, would have changed the election, right? The polling showed that. And so then that leads uh, from perplexity to anger. Uh, Americans don't like that feeling, uh, but righteous anger based on uh, 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 doing the right thing uh, and doing the good and the right uh, is proper. And we're not used to thinking that way. Uh, righteous anger, rightly grounded, rightly aimed, uh, kind of like just war theory to defend the innocent, right? It's not about our anger. It's about defending the innocent and those who have been oppressed and abused. Uh, and this country's done more for the world uh, in those terms than anyone combined. And so it's crucial we keep this government together and, and this society uh, together on, on the principles that made us great because that's what's at stake. Let me ask you something, because I, I look, I can't possibly have Dave Brad on and not ask you about this. This was from Emerald Robinson with Newsmax. I want to make sure I give her credit. CCC Good. database was leaked. Qualcomm, yeah. 133 employees are Chinese Communist Party members. New York University, 71 employees. Pfizer, maybe people have heard about them, 69 employees. <laughs> Boeing, 252. U.S. Consulate in Shanghai had three of them. Yeah. What are we supposed to do? What are, if it's this deep, please tell me it's not this bad, because that's, that's, that's really bad. No, it, it's worse than that bad, right? This is the part that we know about, right? It's like Johnny cheating in the back row. If you get, if you catch him cheating on one question, guess what? 
the whole year's plagued. And, uh, you know, it literally is plagued with the, the virus on. Uh, and now uh, they're being emboldened, right? The, uh, the Democrat forces and the mainstream media that's paid by China and have hundreds of people on their doles as well uh, are, are devastating the First Amendment freedoms uh, and, and, and taking down conservative opposition based on news, not even opinion, uh, so that you can't hear about all this. And uh, that, that's why the Biden Jr. story uh, is so significant. It, it's going to make its way to probably a private investigator that, that goes into the pri- Biden presidency, along with investigation of the, uh, the election fraud. It's widespread now and it is widely known. Now, I think we've surpassed 51 percent of the population uh, that now in, in regular polling shows they think something went very wrong in the election. And so this is going to lead to some anger, as you said, rightly so. And that's the, it's up to the American people. They've got to take action on this. It's not enough to just speculate and be angry. You have to take action and, and tell your churches and synagogues and community groups and friends, uh, this is not sustainable for, for the welfare of your kids in this country. Uh, maybe I'm putting a smiling face on it, but when I hear 51% of the country doesn't have a lot of faith in the election, whether or not that, that their anger is misplaced or not, I like it. I, I like that we're at a place of massive distrust at this point in time, because I think these people are all a bunch of dirty scumbag liars, and we should distrust everything they say. Yeah. No, no, that, that's right, and, and the, that's what I'm kind of getting at. The American people have always wanted to believe we basically have a fair system. Right. Certainly people aren't this corrupt. Uh, certainly the Chinese are not this. And we're not talking about the Chinese people. Right. We're talking about the CCP uh, under Mao and then the similar uh, under any communist regime in history. And unfortunately, the, the bad news is uh, they do not have concepts of right and wrong and good and bad like we do. The CCP, they do not. And you're going to learn the hard way what it's like to deal with evil. And conceptions of good and evil have been around since the beginning of time for a reason, because they're real. Uh, They're needed to explain reality and behavior. Uh, And to act like evil does not exist is just to to bury your head in the sand. And so that, you know, unfortunately, we're at that point that these new categories uh, that we've left behind in the the history books are going to come back uh, because... uh, they emerge on their own. Good and evil are real, and they emerge, and they will confront us and challenge us until we get it right. Congressman Dave Brad, you're the best. I'm sending my kids to your university one day. You know that, Ray. Good. You're going to hang out, have to hang on for another decade or so. They're coming for you. Hey, you have them interview me, Eddie. We'll do a show. That sounds great. Perfect. Congressman, thank you, sir. Very much appreciate it. Thanks, Jesse. You bet. God bless. Who are we kidding? We both know neither of my kids are going to get into any university at all. It's fine. Look, it's fine. It's fine. What have I told you a million times? You should be sending your kids to tech schools and trade schools anyway. Trust me, mine, mine will be right there with you, cheating off your paper in the back. We'll be back. That was a heavy day. There were a lot of heavy subjects out there. There's a lot of... Uh, well, let's say bluntness from me tonight. So I thought we should wrap it up <laughs> with this video that I've watched 97 times today. <laughs> it's so funny.
Don't do that at home. I'll see you tomorrow. On the Jordan Harbinger Show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working on the cover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.